we thank you that you came, that you came for us. And Father, we pray that this morning as we worship you, as we hear your word, as we celebrate the greatest gift that Christmas ever gave, that you ever gave, Lord God, I pray that we would make that connection in our hearts this morning, that we too might know the joy of our Savior, that we might know the joy of Christ, and that his joy would make ours full. Be our strength this morning, Lord Jesus, as we discover that certain joy. In Jesus' holy name, and all God's people said, Amen. 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 Wow. Well, today we light our third candle of Advent. It happens to be the pink candle. It's halfway around the Advent wreath. You know, we've got two already burning, and we've got two more to light after this, you know, so the pink one's right in the middle. I've yet to hear a good explanation for why it's pink. Lots of Advent wreaths, it's purple. I think I figured it out. The pink is for joy, and tonight is blue Christmas. Pink and blue makes purple. We're back to the same spot. (laughs) That's going to be my explanation. That's that's my explanation right there. It's important that we make connections, you know, with with the meaning of Christmas, if we're really going to experience it in its fullness. As I was watching the slide, slides go by, and I saw that star with the the shimmering lights coming down from it, I saw for the first time the trail of the star in the tree of the lights coming down. I don't know why that blessed me, but it did. It's important that we make the, the connections of the real message and the real joy to our real lives right where we are. So much of the time we think of the message of Christmas is something that's so domestic that it can only exist in these kind of fragile, good-feeling times. And, and, and that may be a seasonal joy, but it's not the Savior's joy. The Savior's joy is in, available to us in all its power every day. And it doesn't just exist. You know, the Prince of Peace wasn't born to reign only in places where it was already peaceful. He's the ruler and the reigner of peace because there's so much of our world that doesn't know it. He he, he is the one who gives us joy because life has a way of beating it out of us, right? And so on the very day that we celebrate the joy of the message of Christmas is the day we have the courage to throw a blue Christmas service. Because we know people hurt. We know life gets messy. We, we, we know life and Christmas doesn't always turn out just like we expect it to. And so does the message of, of, of Christmas go deeper than just the tinsel on the tree. And I say yes, profoundly so. In 1914, there was a Christmas truce during World War I. Have you heard about this? And all along the Western Front, the Pope had sent out a missile to the, a letter to the generals of, on both sides of, uh, of the conflict, 
urging them, at least on the night when the angels sang, to let the guns go silent. Right? And, and they ignored it. The generals thought that that was a silly idea. Doesn't he understand that we're about the seriousness of war? But on Christmas Eve, all along the Western Front, spontaneously, in many different places, in trench warfare, trenches close enough that they could hear each other's voices in the other trenches, all along, in different and various places, in some places the fighting went on, but in various places, many places, spontaneously on Christmas Eve. Comrade! Comrade! Merry Christmas! Comrade, rendezvous! Rendezvous! And a white flag would be raised from one trench, and the others would peek over their parapets and wonder, could this be real? As the Germans first stepped out of their trenches and walked into the ground-pelted no-man's land where all the artillery had been hitting, and they invited those that were their enemies forward from their trenches, and they, they shared what they had. One general cut a button off of his jacket and pointed to the jacket on the German's uniform, ornate as it was, and offered it, and they, they, swit, they couldn't speak each other's language. One, one general realized that he was exchanging tobacco with the very best of the other side's snipers. One by one. In some places, it started with the ceasing of the firing unexplainably. And then the Germans singing a tune that we understood in English, that the Brits understood. Seilicht Nacht. Seilicht Nacht. And the other side started singing with them. And they joined together in the middle and they would exchange little, little tokens of, of friendship and joy broke out. <laughs> In the middle of no man's land. It lasted until the next day. Germans and British were having soccer games, football games with one another. The Germans supposedly won three to two. But I, I don't know about that. The joy of Christmas stopped war. Stopped war. Into this ugly tormented, broken world. Something beautiful has hit with such impact <laughs> that it caused spontaneous ceasefires along the front of one of the most vicious wars that has ever been fought. What an incredible thing. The joy of Christmas. And without a language, they, they had to have something to communicate it. Maybe, maybe it was just a button. Maybe it was a, a, a pipe or a bit of tobacco. Maybe it was a little bit of chocolate that they were sharing with one another. How do you communicate something so profound? What do you use for the language? Jesus said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Poured out for you and for many. For the forgiveness of sin. This bread is my body. Broken for you. 
And this morning, as they invited one another into that no man's land, God invites you into the land of his son, into the land of Jesus, into that territory where there's love, where there's joy, where there's peace, where there's healing, where there's power, because Jesus is still the Prince of Peace. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, and he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread. That they may be for us a point of contact for the faith that receives and partakes of your spiritual presence with us. Our Emmanuel still. Come, Holy Spirit. Heal us. Forgive us. Empower us. That we might come out of the trenches in which we usually live and struggle and find our place with you this morning. May your peace, may your joy be the gift that we receive. May your very life indwell ours by the power of your spirit. Even as we pray, as you taught us to pray, Lord Jesus, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. If this morning you have a gluten-free need, that station will be here in the center, the center station.